All of it is supported by Missouri, makers of handcrafted jewelry that's made to last. Looking for the perfect Mother's Day present? Missouri has you covered. Get free shipping on all orders in the U.S. and Canada, plus a two-year warranty. Head to Missouri.com slash all of it or use code all of it for 10% off your first order. That's M-E-J-U-R-I dot com slash all of it. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. This is all of it. More men than women have been dying of coronavirus. That's a fact, and one that doesn't surprise physician and scientist Dr. Sharon Moalem. That's because he spent a long time investigating what he sees as biological women's genetic superpower, a second X chromosome. In his new book, The Better Half on the Genetic Superiority of Women, Dr. Moalem writes... Having the use of two X chromosomes makes females more genetically diverse, and the ability to rely on that diverse genetic knowledge is why females always come out on top. The doctor argues that the reason women on average live longer, fight diseases, is because of this extra chromosome. Doctor, welcome to all of it. Thanks so much for having me. And I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Now that my producers and I are, we are scattered to the wind. Would you pronounce your last name for me? I haven't sure, been able to sure. actually hear someone say it. It's a toughie. Moalem. Moalem. Dr. Yeah. Moalem. Thank you so you much for helping me out with that. So central to your, your argument, to your assertion in your book, is that biological females have the secret weapon, the second X chromosome. We all yes. remember learning that in high school biology. But in layman's yes. terms, why is having two X chromosomes better than having an XY? Well, I, the X chromosome has about a thousand genes on it, and many of those genes are involved in um, making and maintaining a brain and an immunological function. And so as an XY male, all my cells are using exactly the same X chromosome, the one I got from my mother. Whatever genes are on there, I don't have another version to use. So if it's, an, if it's a COVID-19 infection or fighting a malignancy, my body has to rely on that one X for knowledge to be able to do that, genetic knowledge speaking. Females have an immense advantage, mammalian females, because they have two X chromosomes. And um, what that means is, in a woman's body, half of her cells are using the X she inherited from her father, while the other half are using X, the X chromosome from her mother. And these different cells can use different genetic information on that X and interact and cooperate for different types of challenges, being it infectious or surviving famines. And this gives women an immense survival advantage when it comes to fending off any of the challenges of life. Now, there's a nuance in there that needs to be explained. It isn't just that there's a, a magic second X chromosome that comes to the rescue. There are populations of cells inside of the X chromosomes. Why is that important to acknowledge? Uh, because a, a woman's cell populations really are, ne are never the same. They, so if, if one population is using an X that, um, in the immune system, for example, that's, that's better at, at fighting a virus, uh, that population will become more dominant and will take over and, um, you know, do whatever needs to be done. And then when the infection subsides, the population comes back to about a 50-50 split. All my cells in my body are identical. 
And so even though they can cooperate, they're really not offering each other any different genetic knowledge, any different genetic tools. And so one example would be um, it's very important for the immune system to recognize viruses like COVID-19 when they're trying to kill them. So the first step is to recognize the virus and then kill cells that are infected with them. Um, and many of the genes that are involved to do that are on the X. So you may have one immune cell that's using the X from the mother that's very good at identifying and, and finding COVID-19 in the body. And then another population of the other immune cells are using the X from the father, which is a different X. And that's a very good X at killing COVID-19. Interesting. So working together, recognizing and killing, you know, that's, a, that's the survival advantage where um, I have to get by with the same X. So I just hope that my ex has that ability to do that. But it can't rely on it. It can't work together with a different population of cells. So many things about evolutionary biology has to do with survival. And I'm, so I'm curious how much of this has to do with women being bearers of children and, and mammals needing to feed, we as mammals, feed our children yes. through breast milk. Yes. And so, and, and um, it's a very good point you bring up uh, because um, many people would intuitively say, um, pregnancy is such a strain on the body, but the real survival advantage is to be around long enough to nurture and provide that the mammalian mother's milk um, and care for, for your child long enough so, uh, so they can fend for themselves. And, and the way it really works is um, in different species, for example, in birds, Males are the genetic, uh, genetically advantaged or the genetically superior sex because they're the ones inheriting two of the same sex chromosomes. And birds is actually ZZ. So male birds are the equivalent to female mammals. But in female mammals, it seems that that advantage is, is so important, going back to your point, because of care for the young. My guest is Dr. Sharon Moalem. The name of his book is The Better Half on the Genetic Superiority of Women. And it's interesting because you wrote this really interesting uh, piece in the New York Times. And there were, I think, upwards like 775 comments right. on it. And right, I think one right. of the things that was interesting about it was some yes. people really struggle with the word superiority. Yes. It, yes. It, you know, is it actually superiority or is it more of a, a having a benefit? No, it's, it's definitely a superiority, and I think if we hide from that word, we, that word, we end up essentially doing a big disservice to men in this case. And, um, and the reason is because we haven't really focused on and really researched and, um, on, and got to the point of really understanding all the, the levels of genetic superiority that results in immunological privilege that females have, we were not able to apply that to men. And so when it comes to the immune system, men are actually disadvantaged. Men's immune cells are much less aggressive. It takes uh, a much bigger prompt to get them to go and do their, their work, to get off to the so-called immunological couch. And um, by, by not really appreciating the true strength and um, superiority when it comes to survival advantage at every point during the life course, we've really missed the boat on, on throwing a lifeline to the men right now who are unfortunately succumbing to COVID-19 and ICUs in every, every hospital around the world. Now, many people might remember your book, Inheritance, How Our Genes Change Our Lives and Our Lives Change Our Genes. So this, this has obviously been a field of study that's very important to you for years, but it was actually right. a personal experience that sparked your interest in looking at biological gender and survival. Would you mind sharing that story? Yeah, so, you know, this is one of these unfortunate life-changing events. Um, my, my wife and partner and I, we were driving, and um, someone ran, ran a red, uh, hit us dead on broadside. Our car rolled. None of the airbags deployed, um, and the 
um, the damage to the car was pretty horrific. Thankfully, we, we got out of it alive. But because we entered the medical system with very similar injuries, it really drove home to me um, the importance of sitting down and writing, finally writing this book because the care that we received was not sex-dependent. And so people may think that this is not important, but you cannot, you, you, we cannot even begin to imagine um, that every single drug may have a, 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 should have a different sex-dependent dosing. So men and women really, um, because of their sex chromosomes, need different doses and sometimes different medications. And so as we both went through the medical system recovering, she also, uh, and of course this is just anecdotal, but she, your recovery was much faster. And it turns out Research does show that when it comes to um, injury and, of course, infections, women do much better in, in recovering uh, uh, through both. And so that was really the instigation for me to finally, you know, put all the research that, I, that I've been doing and, and all the, the clinical cases, the examples that I saw throughout my, my career and, and, you know, just put pen to paper. Um, but I, I think that the one thing that um, I was, the, I always struggled with when I when I would speak about this female survival advantage with many of my colleagues, um, especially when I was working towards the end of, of life in neurogenetics, there's always this idea that the that not many men make it to the age of 100. 80 percent of, of people who are make it to the age of 100 actually are women. And when it's a supercentenarian, someone at the age of 110, it's 95% of those people are women. And when you, when I ask my colleagues, you know, what what they think is behind the survival advantage of females, it always came down to behavior. And that never really sat well with me because to, to think what behaviors really could be that drastic that 95% of supercentenarians are female. But I, I parked that aside and I really only came back to it as a physician working in a neonatal intensive care unit and we're taking care of really sick and vulnerable young children. And the nurses told me exactly the same thing, except they didn't say it was behavior. They just said it's innate. They said whenever there's a boy and a girl, they have an equal medical situation, say an infection, they're born very young, they always are more concerned about the boys which is counterintuitive. Boys are usually born heavier at the time of birth, which is a good indication. Um, and, and so coming back full circle, I, I realized that this survival advantage happens from birth all the way through the life course. Now, do you really think you can put aside the behavioral differences when you start thinking about survival rates? No, I think uh, behavior plays an immense role. But I, I think just the idea that um, this survival advantage begins really young. So, for example, more, more baby girls make it to their first birthday than baby boys. So, um, and, and this is in, in, in certain countries where girls aren't really that favored or preferred. And so there, there is this innate survival advantage, and we see this all across the mammalian world. This is just as it's human. Um, and, and so I think the issue and the part that can be offensive, even to me as a male, the first reaction I heard from researchers when it seemed, you know, we started getting little murmurings of COVID-19, um, uh, having higher, males having higher mortality, unfortunately. The, the first thing I heard from some of my colleagues was, it's hand-washing. Males don't wash their hands after the bathroom. Smoking and drinking came later. But to me, that, that's incredibly offensive because we have immunological differences that are genetically encoded. I, you know, I wish I had the immune system of a female. And actually, even logically, that doesn't make any sense because not washing your hands predisposes you to infection. It doesn't predispose you to death. 
And even in countries right now where more women are diagnosed with COVID, more men are dying. Um, and this is something we've seen throughout history. Whenever famine or plagues fell people, more males, unfortunately, are lost. And wherever we have demographic data for, which is famines that happened in the Ukraine in the 1930s, Sweden in the 18th century, the pattern is, is, is always robust. Unfortunately, males are very fragile. But given the fact that males physically have much more muscle mass, much more strength, greater weight, greater height, it's very easy for us to conflate and think that that's biological strength, that they'd be able to, to fight an infection better because they can bench press more than a woman. But in fact, it's exactly the opposite. Higher levels of testosterone actually inhibit the immune system, and estrogen stimulates the immune system. So even on a hormonal level, which, which of course are encoded, is, is encoded by uh, the sex chromosomes that, that we get, also influences and, and differentially affects the sexes. My guest is Dr. Sharon Moalam. The name of his book is The Better Half on the Genetic Superiority of Women. You, make a, you note a statistic in your book that in the U.S., 105 biological males are born for every 100 biological females. So why and how does this relate to genetic superiority of women? I'm so happy you brought that up because that's always the card that that people pull out and and try to flash at me and say, well, how can... How could females be superior if less of them are born? And it's actually, it's, the, it's because of what makes females more superior, genetically speaking, of course, um, is the fact that they have two, these two X chromosomes. And so in every cell in the body in a developing um, embryo, the, the, one of the X needs to be turned off. This is like a very complex genetic process that needs to happen. Males don't have to do that. And so it's much harder to make a female than it is to make a male. So um, it's actually many more female um, embryos are lost before a woman even knows she's pregnant. And, uh, but yet, once you make a female, a genetic female, it's much harder to break her. And so at the 20, why, when you hit the 20-week period of, of pregnancy onwards, that's when the female survival advantage takes over. And females quickly catch up. So if, if it was it really skewed about 120, 120 males, say, to, one, to 100 females, because they're so hard to make. But by the time they get to birth, it's 105 uh, uh, males to females. At around the age of 30, it's about, 100, it's about equal. And then it's a steep decline for men. Like I said, 80% of centenarians are female. 95% of super centenarians are, are females as well. And so for a human being to make it to the age of 110, you have to just imagine how many things someone needs to face. In fact, there, might, there are people still alive today that were exposed and recovered from Spanish influenza mm. back in 1918-19 and now have to face corona. And yet, so if they, if it's all these um, unbelievable immunological, environmental insults that, that you have to overcome, and it seems that the, uh, the female advantage, the survival advantage holds true wherever we look. Are there any genetic disadvantages to being biologically female? And yes. focusing on this particular issue of the double X. Yes, there is. And so women, unfortunately, because of this robust, aggressive immune system that's very, very critical and it doesn't take much to provoke female immune cells, they tend to be self-critical immunologically speaking. And because there's these different two X's behaving differently in different cells, sometimes female immune cells will mistake their own body for something being, for some uh, foreign bacteria or virus and attack themselves. So if it's um, uh, attacking, uh, you know, certain organs, 
uh, say as a kidneys, you, you might you might get lupus um, and and multiple sclerosis and all these immunological uh, autoimmune conditions. Women are overrepresented when it comes to lupus. It's actually nine women for every one men that are unfortunately affected. But even with autoimmunity, females still do better compared to males when they have an autoimmune condition. So again, females have this physical reserve to be able to overcome this burden, which is having a very aggressive immune system that sometimes targets themselves uh, and, and through self-critical immunological processes. As you were writing this book, what questions did you ask yourself? What concerns did you have about you know, the potential political and, and societal consequences of, of starting a conversation about biological superiority and inferiority with regard to biological gender? I have to be honest, I really didn't want to touch this. Um, it, it, you know, of course, this is when you, it's what you mentioned uh, when, when we started speaking. When you start speaking about um, superior, inferior, you know, are these is this passing specific judgments over is one better than the other? But, but not investigating, like I said earlier, and not really um, admitting and doing the proper research and finding out how exactly are females genetically superior to males? We can't help either sexes. And I'll give you just a simple example. Um, if, we can, if we can train immune cells, uh, male immune cells, to behave more like female immune cells, they would do much better in infections such as COVID-19 possibly. And then we can learn from males, like I said earlier, male cells, it takes a lot to get them off the immunological couch. They're very lazy. But that's a good thing if you're prone to an autoimmune condition. So, so by, by, um, by focusing and studying the male immune cells, we can then help females who are at greater risk for autoimmunity. But if we, if we, ignore, if we continue to ignore um, these differences, both sexes lose out, especially when it comes to, to medicine and health outcomes. He devotes 270 pages to the subject in his new book, The Better Half, on the genetic superiority of women. Dr. Sharon Moalam, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. All of it is supported by Majuri, makers of handcrafted, ethically sourced jewelry for every day that's made to last. Looking for the perfect Mother's Day present? Majuri has taken the guesswork out of gifting offering everything from dainty 14K solid gold pieces to pearls, diamonds, gemstones, and more. Make it personal with an engraving, or if you can't decide, check out their curated gift guide. Let them take care of the rest, gift wrapping included. Get free shipping on all orders in the U.S. and Canada, plus easy returns and a two-year warranty. Head to Missouri.com slash all of it or use code all of it for 10% off your first order. That's M-E-J-U-R-I dot com slash all of it.